welcome to the Amateur Philosopher Podcast, where we discuss life's biggest questions, such as, do we have free will? And does pineapple belong on pizza? I'm Christine Baraka. And I'm Daniel Baraka. Daniel, how's your week been? This week has been a bit of a turning point for me. Really? Yes. So during February, we did quite a bit of traveling, Mm -hmm. and uh, we... We were in Hawaii and New Orleans, New Orleans mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And every time I go on trips, it kind of I kind of tend to fall off uh, my routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had been in like such a strong ride for January, and I think we went on our first trip. Was that the second week of February, right? It was the. F- first week the first week yeah it was like the third through the eighth or something and so first week i'm going on uh, i'm going on the trip and i'm getting mm-hmm. off my routine yeah. and we come back and we stayed for like a week or, or a few days and then we left for new orleans then i came back again after this was pretty much the beginning of march mm-hmm. and since then i've just been off you know like whether it was on my workout or stuff like that okay and then this week was one of those weeks where i, I just decided hey I need to get back on that horse, you know, because okay. otherwise I just started feeling the year slipping away, and oh, yeah, and I, I was like, "Well, feeling. I need to make a change this 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 week." And so, yeah, I started. I'm starting to uh, meditate again. Oh, good. Journal, going to my jujitsu class, you know. So it's been a bit of a turning point, which is good, and it's also funny because research shows that like about. Like, a huge number of people fall off their uh, resolution by January 31st, which yeah. is funny because we left, right, on January 31st, and well, I kind no, of felt like I was falling off my New Year resolution. Not that oh, it was my yeah, New Year resolution, right. yeah. but I had, I had some momentum, you know, I had some momentum built up. And I had switched it up a little bit. And so it just felt like... That is the worst time to... Yeah. I was <laughs> like, like a statistic. I felt like a statistic. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, I guess no. I'm just like the rest of them, you know? Oh, my god. And so this this week was kind of like a redeeming week. And so well, that's it's been exciting. Yeah, I also feel like I've been really off my routine. And I don't... I kind of feel like my routine needs to change a little bit to adapt for how the year is changing because recently I've started going on walks for my exercise instead of like doing yoga inside because I want to get outside more (laughs) because it's finally spring yeah um so yeah I feel like I'm still figuring it out I don't really know what my new routine is gonna be but are you are you planning to give the yoga too and just do it in I, addition to the walking or yeah i'm planning to keep doing yoga and meditation because i can actually notice a difference um i'm like actually more calm throughout the day when i do that uh so i want to do it when i have time but i feel like i'm not going to have time every single day and when i don't have time i'll maybe go on a walk instead so yeah yeah I guess. But yeah, like I feel like as long as I'm doing it at least a couple of times a week, I can still notice the benefits of it. So hopefully I can at least keep that as a goal. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Why is that how your week has been or you've got something else to share? 
that's pretty much how my week has been. I feel like, yeah, just trying to get back into the routine, like you said. Yeah. Good thing we don't have any trips planned out for the rest of this month, mm, right? Yeah. We're just here. We so don't. we get a chance to really actually, like, yeah. turn and it down. Yeah, and I know? am planning a trip to Nashville soon, but that's probably not going to happen in April. It was yeah. going to be in April. It's probably not going to be at this point. It'll probably yeah. be May. So, so I kind of, I feel like I would be curious to know how does everyone else deals with going on trips and their routine how do they work on keeping that going as they yeah. leave you know because that's Especially one of the challenges time change yeah time change that's rough. um i mean vacation mode you know yeah. there are people who still do their routine in vacation mode and there are some people yeah. who don't do their routine in vacation mode and so i kind of feel like i'm still trying to decide in which camp i live i know we need to figure out like how to keep our routine a little bit better during trips because we we take too many to go like yeah. full vacation mode in every single one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we can't go too hard in the paint. On every one of them. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we really won't get anything done the yeah. whole year if we do yeah. that. It wouldn't be a routine anymore. It would be like an off. It would just be getting on the horse. Yes. Constantly. Yes. Getting and back on the horse. Back constantly. off of it, and then on it, and then back off of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we can't do that. All right. So, what are we talking about today, Christine? Uh. So today we're talking about uh. Some. I don't think I've talked to you about this at all. So we'll we'll see how much you know about it. But okay, I'm getting a little nervous here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> It's not that crazy. Okay. Have you heard in in sociology, there's a term called the third place. Have you heard of that? The third place. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a wild guess. I think I have. You might have. It could be part of uh, some of the Chick-fil-A stuff, too. Maybe. That you've learned. M- maybe, but is it is it the, is it the one that has to do with the fact that People who are in third place are generally happier than the people who are in second place. <laughs> or am I completely off? <laughs> people finishing in third place. Like, yeah. Like the bronze medalist is happier. Yes, bronze medalists are generally happier than. Uh... <laughs> that no, that might be true. No, That's... it is true. Cause, oh, okay. Because when you're second, you're kind of too close to oh, but to the like first. Third, you feel if you're third. You are so. just off from the fourth. You made it on the stage. On the podium. On the podium. Oh, so, okay. yeah, generally yeah. The, the person that ends up in third place is, like, happier than the person who ends up in second place. That's that, very funny. I think there, there is a research that has been conducted that, that proves that, which, like, I think when you're third, you just celebrate because you're not, because you're on the podium. When you're second, yeah. you're more angry that you're not first. And so... Like the meme. Yeah. But the third one is just like, yeah, I made it. I think that maybe that's where the meme comes from. I, I've never that thought actually, of it. It might be why it's so popular. I've never thought of it as it's as very being the origin like, of it. But it's not. Well, yeah, people feel like that. Yeah. When you finish second place, it's just like a normal feeling. But that meme really. <laughs> it, it drives it, the point home, I think. It yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, the third place. Okay, tell me, tell me about the third place. Nothing to do with that whatsoever. Okay. I was completely <laughs> acquitted la plaque, like we say in French. 
bitch. Wait, what does that mean? It means like next to the plate. Like you completely missed the target. Okay. Like pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. um, okay, so the third place. Um, I'll just read from Wikipedia because I don't want to mess it up. So in sociology, the third place refers to the social surroundings that are separate from the two usual social environments of home and the workplace. So basically it's like home is the first place, Mm -hmm. work is the second place, and then anywhere else where you go to like hang out is like the third place. So Chick-fil-A could be considered a third place. I thought maybe you might have heard of it because of that because they want it to be like a very welcoming environment. They call their customers guests not customers you know they it could be like that place that you you know are always welcome to come no yeah i don't think i don't think i've heard i've heard of this uh of this idea before so yeah so the reason that it's really been interesting me recently is i just feel like the way that the united states is set up doesn't like lend itself to having a lot of good third places for people to go which leads to a lot of like uh separation of communities and that feeling of like when you move to a new city like being really lonely because it's like hard to meet people a Hmm. third place is like a really good place to meet people because people are just out mingling together yeah um And so often it feels like you go somewhere and like either everybody else already knows each other or people are literally just like siloed, just like doing their own thing, not interacting with anybody else, you know. I just feel like in other countries there's more of a culture of like having really nice cafes and like parks and public libraries and just a lot of like open public space where people are just welcome to spend their time. And a lot of the places that could be considered a third place in America are like somewhere where you're expected to buy something, somewhere where it'd be weird if you loitered around for like a long time, or somewhere where you have to pay to get a membership to be there, like a gym or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to ask you about your home country of the Congo. And when you lived there, did you have like third places that you could go back then i was a bit young and mm-hmm. so there wasn't a lot of i mean when you're young there's only like so many things you could do socially you have your social group already which are your your peers from school right and uh and maybe your cousins of course and then just extended family members and whatnot mm-hmm. so i would say back then my third place was God, no, I actually didn't didn't have a third place for myself. Yeah, because school would be the second place for a child. Yeah, because right? school was my second place. And then uh, my parents were a bit strict. So I didn't like go out with my friends like that. And right. so, but for most people my age, the third place would have been at a mate's house or something, you know, at a friend's house, okay. hanging out. Um, or the, the green electrical box. There's like this, there's this like concept that people just gather at the green electrical box. Like really? he's from the same neighborhood. They'll kind of meet up. They have a meet up place. And oh, that's uh, funny. yeah, and they'll just go there every day. And that's where they'll, they'll meet up. Either they're biking there or they're walking there. And okay. uh, yeah, that would have been the third place. I don't think like, I mean, in third world countries, 
there isn't there isn't like there's not that, a lot of public yeah infrastructure not a whole like lot that. of public infrastructure like that <laughs> yeah. so it, it's getting better but well, that's good i don't think like we had there, there are no cool parks where you could just go and walk and things like that we did have national parks but okay sometimes those places could be dangerous because yeah. you have rebels hiding there yeah. and things like that mm-hmm. and so my country or at the time when i was growing up there it isn't because of the instability so the concept of having a third place wasn't a thing actually my father always said oh if you're not here you're home i mean maybe church would have been your third place which yes, i guess is also the can third definitely place be a third place yeah. for a lot of people here in the united states so. yeah it definitely is for people in the u.s too so yeah probably probably church would have been the closest thing you had yeah to a third place i guess yeah. were you at church on sundays or more than that I depended on different periods of my life. I was there on Sundays, other periods I was there on Wednesdays, other periods I was there on like Friday mornings because my mother was on the prayer team. And so I would go there sometimes and pray with her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever have like youth groups or anything? Um, No, no, we, I didn't, I didn't have youth groups. We didn't have youth groups for like high school students or elementary students. I mean, you had Sunday school, and then that was about it. I think, like, high schoolers were considered adults, so they would just go with the adults. Okay. And then uh, and then beyond, like, if you're not old enough to go with the adults, then you're in Sunday school on Sundays, which would happen uh, at the same time as the main service, and then you'd come back at the end to pray with the congregation and so okay that's pretty much how it went for us so it was just sunday school no no other yeah no youth group no cool stuff like cool (laughs) trips or hanging out after church or whatever no we didn't have that or wednesday night service for youth Uh we didn't have that either at the time and so no it was like straight up sundays we're here we're praying it's not church is not a social a social club Kind of like it, it feels wasn't as here. like fun and lighthearted as yeah as it feels here. No, it yeah. was serious. It was taken very seriously. Yeah. And so, I mean, my culture is just a bit more um, religious, I guess. Yeah. I think that yeah, because that's all we had. <sighs> yeah, that's that's true. More religious, but yeah. yeah, they just took it. They took it very seriously, and it was yeah. it was a place to be like have an attitude of holiness and spirituality and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it wasn't like playing there's around. No, there's no messing around in no, church. No, Yeah, I mean, I know it definitely used to be that way more so uh, in the United States. Yeah, churches have become social become, clubs these days. Yeah, basically social clubs. They have names that They have like a coffee clubs. bar. Like every church, so I'm pretty sure there's probably a church out there that has an actual bar in it. Like an actual bar, probably a church. Yeah, it probably is, or maybe like all Martinelli's or something. You know, they're Martinelli's. Yeah, but different flavors of Martinelli's. I feel like there's probably a church like that. Because like some churches, their name just doesn't even sound like a church these days. It's just like, but I don't know, like. I don't know if it's fair to have the expectation of a church to sound like a church or if it's actually like, oh, yeah, no, a church should be cool and have 
smoke and look like a nightclub inside. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. And I think I heard someone say that the reason why it is that way or someone is justifying it saying that, oh yeah, it's a way to to convince people to come to church. You know, it's like, just if you, like it's a way to make it sound fun and palatable for someone that has never. If the vibe in it is like a nightclub, then they'll, it's yeah, good. They'll come. Go. Yeah, they'll come. It's a nightclub, but it's Jesus music playing. And I just thought, mm, it feels like you're still tricking people. Yeah, exactly. I just that feels and like right anybody me. that walks into that that say they they like to go clubbing or they like that atmosphere or whatever, they're going to walk in and be like, yeah, this is just like a poor imitation yeah. <laughs> of a, they of will a never, club atmosphere. Yeah. They're going to be like, they're going to laugh at it. They're not yeah. going like, to be like, it? oh, I feel so welcome here. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's, I don't know, I prefer like natural lights in churches, you know, and yeah. uh, not insane music. Yeah, not Ideally, like no music smoke that's machines. actually too loud for your ears. It's actually damaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they they go crazy. They it's really like, do. Dude, let's chill. <laughs> yeah, your iPhone's probably sending you notifications. You have been messing around with high sounds all yeah, month. Yeah, you know, right, so. exactly. So it, it gets really loud and it gets the lights. It's like you gotta watch out for the strobe lights. I know. It, it's getting crazy, but it is. I guess it is the third place for lots of Americans too. Yeah, and so it definitely is. Looking at it through that lens, it's like I get why they make it so fun. Yeah, and I think it definitely I think there's a place there's like a time when church should be super serious. Like maybe the prayer services are more serious. Whereas the Sunday morning service is, can be like a little more light, have a little more levity, though it's still like delivering important, you know, information. Um, but yeah, I feel like making an imitation of a nightclub is like <laughs> a little bit, it's just that's not going to help attract people at this point, yeah. I don't think. And yeah. It'd be interesting to see that change. I just can't wait to visit some of the like amazing cathedrals and stuff in europe and just i want to see how some other countries do church because i've just literally never seen anything except what is really common here yeah like the mega churches yeah yeah oh i was gonna say like it's it's funny like church is a third place but now churches are so big that you can walk in and walk out and no one noticed you Mm-hmm. you know which is like yeah. kind of defeating the purpose entirely yeah, yeah. but they're i mean the churches have good ways of um i guess going around that problem i mean if the church is good yeah if the church is good they find yeah. ways to go around that but yeah but so what what do you wish the united states had as far as third place third places that you feel like oh we're kind of missing out on this and what do you feel like the consequences of that are on the society Oof, yeah um i wish that we had more like public parks that were like nice and places that adults would want to hang out to because it feels like you go to a public park and most commonly it has a playground and that's kind of it it's like a big empty patch of grass with a playground and maybe people with their dogs might like to go there too let their dogs run around Mm-hmm. People come there with their kids, let their kids run around. But if you're like, if 
you don't have a kid and you don't have a dog, like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Maybe you can go read a book, I guess, but it'd be nice if there were uh, just, like, bigger parks where you felt like you, like, there was just more going on. Maybe some nice buildings in the park. I would love to have trails be more common, like forested trails with lots of trees. I feel like a lot of parks miss out on trees. They're kind of like big, empty patches of grass with not a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. Trees are nice. They provide shade. They add interest to the landscape. Um, public libraries are great. I feel like, I don't know, the hours are really limited on a lot of them. I feel yeah, like which that's is lame. not good. Yeah, and then some of them are just creepy too. Yeah, some of them you are know, not nice. Some at of all. them are like really, 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 really creepy. Ran down, smell weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Lighting is very poor, and some of them are really nice. And so some of them are nice, yeah. It, it varies, but then you, nobody goes to the library to kind of like meet people though. Either. Yeah, you could go there to just they they I have guess, some time. they have some events at libraries, I believe. Yeah, like book clubs. Um, I think they'll have like readings and stuff for children where you can like bring your kid and they'll, someone will be like reading a story to the kids or something. Yeah. And so, and maybe like, this is like another question we can explore later. It's like, how do adults play in the United States? Oh my like, gosh, why do they yeah. find that third place? Like, what is it that they seek or what is it that they should have? You know, cause right now, like, it just sounds like we're almost out of ideas to like, Okay, cool. What, what, what would you put? What would you put in the third place? Say you're designing well, your park. I what mean, are you putting in that? To me, Central Park is the greatest park in the United States. Um, and it's, I mean, it's obviously massive, which is a big plus because you can put like really big, beautiful buildings on it. Uh, there's lots of trails that are paved that have trees you know tree-lined trails that are really nice to walk through there's lakes there's just a lot it's very well thought out and it's a beautiful design and because of that it's just really it's a really enjoyable place to be a lot of parks lack that level of like thought and care into the design which is why they're not generally the most pleasant places to be there are some really great ones but a lot of them are kind of just a patch of grass, like I was saying. And so when you're thinking about the park and uh, especially Central Park, so for you, it's about designing a space where people want to be. Like, yeah. It's just that and that's it. Like The, if it's the design has to make people want to be there. And I don't feel that a lot of you know, public places. Um, another thing that I think really impacts it is the fact that everybody has to drive to get there because everybody lives in the suburbs for the most part or even in the country so you have to get in you have to choose to get in your car and drive somewhere wherever you go there has to be parking there or you you're going to be even less likely to go if you have to like find street parking or something like that so then the place has to have a parking lot (laughs) in addition to um the place being there it can't get too popular or the the parking lot will overflow and people will stop going um but i just feel like people are a lot less likely to spend time outside of their homes because everything is so far apart so Mm. i think that also reduces the likelihood 
it, it reduces the community feeling of like the park is always empty when you go to it for the most part because very few people take the time to like actually leave their house and go to the park unless you're in like a very very dense city mm-hmm. <laughs> like la has parks and stuff and they're always like overrun with people because la is so dense but yeah in most like suburban united states like it just doesn't feel like that when you go into a public place it's almost it feels like a ghost town mm-hmm. because the homes are so big they're so far apart the lawns are so huge you know yeah so everybody everybody kind of has their own oasis of entertainment in their front or backyard exactly it's like, well why would they go to the park if they have they have swing set at home and that too yeah and they have enough grass to run or for mm-hmm. the kids to have a little tree house in the backyard you know and yeah. so what do you think the consequences of that like how does that impact the society well yeah i feel like that has a big negative impact on society because it just makes it harder to meet people, makes it harder to make friends. Mm -hmm. It makes it um, just a more lonely experience, especially for somebody that's new moving to the area. It's just very hard to like mingle and meet people. And just a lot of places feel kind of empty. (laughs) You know, especially public places that are like free to go and they're not selling you something. Yeah. They're like kind of empty most of the time, yeah. which is which is sad. Um, but it's like for me personally, something I feel like I miss out on is like random encounters with people that I know, which is something that would happen in a third place. It's like um, if you want to meet up with a friend, you have to make a plan on the calendar to go to the same place and see them. Mm-hmm. And we all know as adults, that's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. You could talk to somebody and they could be like, mm, I don't know, I, you know, I'm, I'm really busy. Oh, so, yeah, let's meet up. <laughs> or, or it like has to be two weeks from now. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not spontaneous. It doesn't feel fun. It kind of just feels like, I don't know, a lot of work to yeah. make it happen. And if you have a lot of good third places where you go often, you might run into a familiar face just just because you happen to be there and that makes the place feel familiar it makes you feel like you have community mm-hmm. and you don't have to like work so hard just to see somebody that you know yeah i think the only place the only way to do that in the u.s is like you join a club right pretty you much you join a club yeah. you could join like a golf club if you're rich enough i think those are just luxuries yeah. that only the rich can afford i think it's definitely true. Um, yeah. and I think middle class people and lower class just. That's why I think it's that. bad that like all these places are just like a membership only. I think it's fine that they exist, but there needs to be more things for just the public <laughs> to take advantage of that you don't have to be literally so rich to afford, you know? Yeah. Like, what would you recommend? Ugh. I mean, I don't. I didn't get that deep into it. I don't know. Okay, I don't know like, exactly yeah, what yeah, I would see. create. Yeah, I could think of something if I sat down and thought about it for a long okay. time. But okay. I don't. I don't know. I would like to I hear everybody's create. thought on it. Yeah, everybody. But, like, what do they think? Third places that the U.S. is missing. How would they design it? Like, what would they? What ideas they have? You know. 
Yeah, exactly. If you're listening, let us know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I just, I feel like New York City is probably the best example that we have in the United States and of the places I've actually been. Um, Because, you know, they have the really amazing park. And despite the fact that it's a city of millions, it's still small enough that from what I've heard, if you live there and if you live there long enough, you'll start running into people on the street that you know. Yeah. Because everybody's out of their house walking around yeah. all the time. They're I think not they're in walking. their car. Yeah. <laughs> they're not always in their own little like siloed situation. Yeah. You know, separated from everybody else. They're just out and yeah. about. They're either at home with their curtains closed or in yeah. a car, windows tinted. Yeah, or they, in their you backyard can only by see themselves. Them, yep, you can only see them at home or wherever specific, whatever specific place they're going to. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Between, behind the, between those two places, you cannot see them. And I think that's true, probably. Like, less cars would fix that issue. Yeah. And, uh... More denser living. Yeah. More places to walk around. Yeah. Definitely would. But, I mean, I know... I feel like you and I have a similar, like our childhood experience was kind of similar because neither of us had a third place really. Um, I was I was homeschooled, so I was just at home a lot. And church was also the kind of the only thing I guess I could consider a third place. But food church was your second place. Honestly, because home was your first <laughs> yeah. place. Yeah, because it was home and school. And then yes. church was the second place. So actually, I only had one place. Yeah. <laughs> and then third place didn't even... was not even a third concept Third place was not you. exactly, not even a concept. Yeah, like, like, not even on my radar. Um, but yeah, like if I wanted to go to a friend's house, I had to ask to be driven. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to go to church, obviously there had to be like an event happening yeah. at church. You can't just go to church whenever. Which is yeah. another thing. The church is not open yeah, all that's the weird. time. That's such a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, aren't churches in other countries I think, just kind of like open to go worship and pray? I think uh, most of the cathedrals that I've I've lived around, they were open. Yeah. So you can go in and pray. There was always a priest on duty or whatever. Yeah. You know, so you could just go in it seems like i always see in movies too like the character will be like all broken down and upset and they walk into a cathedral in like the middle of the night yeah you know and And there's still a priest like always lighting up the candles candles. yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's such a weird trope yeah does he just light candles all day or does he just (laughs) happen to be lighting candles right now like what are the chances man in every movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But also if you are, if you need to confess, there's always someone ready yeah. for you. That's nice. Maybe honestly. the Catholic Church has figured out something that Well, they've been around a really long time. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and they were obviously uh very well funded to create the cathedrals that yeah. we see in Europe, which uh, are amazing to look at, but <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, I think it would be it would be a really Nice thing if churches could be open to the public the way that cathedrals are. Yeah. Oh, so I was talking about childhood. Um, Yeah, I basically did not have a third place or even a second place in my childhood. Um, And the reason for that is that, like, I lived in the suburbs. And unfortunately for me, a lot of our neighbors 
had like they were all older and their kids were either a lot older than me or like moved away so I didn't have neighborhood friends um and I basically like I just couldn't go anywhere by myself and it made me feel really trapped Mm -hmm. and it would have felt very different if I had places that I could like walk to and go like exist like imagine if I could just walk to a coffee shop and like do my homework yeah that would have changed my life (laughs) that would have made it just feel so different to be able to just like have a break yeah um yeah and that's just what i've been thinking about i feel like especially children that can't drive a third place that, that they can walk to would be a really important thing for them and like places for teenagers to like kind of hang out where they're not gonna get like arrested for loitering yeah (laughs) you know that would be cool i feel like it's almost as if it's almost as if it's by design like sometimes like my my um my conspiracy theorist brain just like oh wow because i feel i believe that that kills any wonder that people have any spiritual adventure like going out to discover and as they grow up it's still the same thing to where people i've only known two places that were completely familiar to them Mm -hmm. and so even taking a trip a solo trip is something like completely scary yeah like people don't do that don't do and they're most american like a huge number of americans have never been on a solo trip. Yeah. Like a huge number You're of kind Americans of have never considered said, super adventurous if you've been yeah. on a solo trip. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of them have never been like can never cannot say, hey, I've just one day I just upped and went to this place. Yep. And and so it and I attribute kills the that, spontaneity of life yeah, in a way. Exactly. And so and I attribute that to the fact that that's just how it is designed. You spend the first fifteen years of your life living that way and then maybe you get a car and maybe you have friends or whatever and then unless there's there are only a few determined like major turning points in someone's life Mm -hmm. uh the way life is designed i mean you can have as many as you want but the way it's designed by default there's only like so many and most people do their solo trips right after they leave high school and very okay. often if people don't people miss miss that or they don't do that before then or they're then, too scared to yeah it's because like they've never been out in the world by yeah. themselves or their parents have have conditioned them to think that way yeah and so i mean we end up having people who not only never leave the united states but they also just believe that this is as great as the world gets and yeah. it's not the case and there's another thing too, like if you're not, one, another important part of a third place is that it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the great equalizer because if it's a public place, people of all socioeconomic backgrounds are there and they're kind of on an even playing field and they're all mingling in the same way. And that creates a sense of community among people that are different from each other. Yeah. And when you don't have that, when you have places where you have to buy something to be there, you have to have an expensive membership, it creates a separation of people where the rich people hang out here, the poor people hang out here, 
and oh i don't want to go there the poor people are there you know yeah um and that you know that's bad it creates separation between people and that sense of community really goes away and then it it also creates fear because people are like oh like i don't want to be outside of my car that's dangerous i don't want to be outside of my house that's dangerous yeah you know and so people would never go on a solo trip because they'd be like i'm gonna get kidnapped i'm gonna get murdered like yeah the world is such a dangerous place it is but the thing is like (laughs) If you actually try to leave your house, the world is a lot better place than you might think it is. Yeah, you really end up realizing that <laughs> yeah. the fear you have are irrational. Yeah. People do get kidnapped, that's true. Mm-hmm. But what are the chances that you get kidnapped, actually? It's actually very low. They're very slim. The real chances. And, uh, and I feel like if it's in your cards, it's in your cards. So. <laughs> Another thing that I was going to say about, like, random encounters with people as opposed to planned uh, get-togethers, um, it kind of seems like that random running into people has been moved to social media because you're scrolling your feed and you see, like, oh, it's my friend so-and-so had a baby. You, you know, comment on their picture. Whereas maybe if you if you were able to run into people, you might notice them out with their baby and say hi, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those random encounters, we, we randomly encounter people on social media now. Yeah. And that's sometimes you kind of remember, you know, that so-and-so exists or so-and-so is a friend of yours because you see them on social media. Yeah. It helps you just kind of stay aware of like those weak ties that you have. Yeah. And maybe that... That used to happen, like, at the, the corner store. <laughs> Organically, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I think it's even more dangerous because now like, it worked. Whatever you, you were talking about worked. But in the heydays of social media. As now yeah. the algorithm is getting stronger. and Well, now it's all about... I'm going to feed you a continuous loop of content that has nothing to do with anyone yeah. that you know. And ads. And I was... And ads. And uh, and not only is it that you see your friends less often due to, to the algorithm, yeah, it's also that less people are actually updating their social media as far as what they're doing, like getting a job or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Back when Facebook first started, like if you were having a sandwich... You go on your status and you're like, having witch witch or whatever, you know? And so kind of like, I know they're having witch witch. And now Uh people don't do that as often. Like, I mean, some people will say, yeah, I'm having a baby. Some others, they won't actually, because they just get the futility of social media. And a lot of people have been ran off the, uh, the platform because of ads or any other reasons. Yeah, they're not interested in it for anything except connecting with friends. And it's almost like not good at that anymore yeah and so it feels like at first it was introduced as a replacement for that like it was Mm -hmm. kind of filling that void yeah but now it's it has moved on as well it has evolved into the craziest marketing ads platform in the world doesn't have a third place because gen z is not encountering their friends i mean unless you have like a special instagram that's like just your friends that you follow or something i've heard some people do that like right. they have two social media. Uh huh. They'll yeah. have one where they're following, like you know, and they have a Finsta. Or, 
Yeah, that's what it's called, right? A Finsta. I'm showing my age right now <laughs> because I, I grew up when social media was being birthed, okay? So. That's true. That's true. But yeah, no, that's how Gen Z is is trying to do that. In fact, I heard that Instagram sometimes will pop up this little thing that's like, create a new account to connect with your close friends or something like that. <laughs> They're literally like recommending that. Yeah. No, but the C- the the president of Instagram actually said that he, we were like, I'm part of his channel Instagram now, which is a whole new product. Oh they just gosh. keep introducing products. So stop. They introduce so many products. Stop. It's getting so complicated. Yeah. But he was saying, yeah, the way people share on social media is not the same. People used to use the feed, but now nobody uses the feed anymore. And <laughs> it makes it sound accidentally killed the feed. Yeah. Whoops. It makes it sound like <laughs> it was a choice that people made. It's like, no, people now connect with friends through stories. So that's kind of what we do through either stories or DMs. And so we oh want to make sure that gosh. that's still happening what? while your feed is going to be completely fucked. It's like, <laughs> dude. No, but he made it sound as if people no. picked to stop sharing on the feed. Yeah. Like, that's not what happened. Like, the feed became, became useless. Like. The feed became a clusterfuck of ads. And yeah. so nobody wanted to, to share on that. And yeah. so... But... I feel like once nobody, once they realize that nobody is scrolling on on the feed anymore, they're going to attack the stories oh, and make yeah. them all ads. They already oh, have yeah. ads right now, but not like as oh, many stories, as they yeah. as they could make them or as they will make them for sure once um, that happens. It's kind of like how Facebook added ads to the Messenger's app. You know, it's like. You are having you are having Ew. ads in the Messenger Ew, app now because they designed the Messenger app I as a thing, that. but now you have ads in there too. Or like if you're on the computer and you're like in the messages, there's like kind of some ads still on the side, and it's just like, oh, dude, can I just escape ads for gosh. a single second? And it, they're yeah, like, yeah, Gmail no. has ads in your inbox. Yeah, they do. It's they do have inbox. So inbox. upsetting. I yeah. mean, you can avoid it by. Not using your, Gmail. Well, yeah, not using the web interface yeah, in Gmail. I never use it. I don't yeah. either, but occasionally I have to go there. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm reminded. Like, Ew, like, yeah. what are you doing? And it looks like a new email. It's yes! an ad. It's like, uh, what the heck is going so on here? Upset. Yeah, it is upsetting. Oh, my gosh. But, but again, the fact that even what we're supposed to to take uh, the role of what the third place traditionally was mm-hmm. is also getting ruined every day. And so mm-hmm. what are we left with? Yeah, what are we left with? I feel like Gen Z is going to grow up and want to make a lot of changes with a lot of things. <laughs> Do you feel like millennials were a little too passive? Yeah. I mean... A lot of things, when millennials were growing up and becoming parents, a lot of things were changing and we really couldn't see any of it coming. I mean, the way that social media completely changed everything about the way people socialize and communicate, nobody saw that coming. And now 10 years deep, we're still shocked at the way it's affecting society. And we're like, uh, we didn't notice this happening. It's like, you don't notice like, the micro changes pile up until it's been 10 years and it's like, yeah. oh, actually, 
society is completely different and there's a lot of things that are really bad about this yeah. and we need to like backpedal a little bit and figure yeah. out what to do um so i feel like gen z is gonna be the one that is gonna attack some of those problems i feel like millennials are kind of like oh my gosh like we don't know what to do <laughs> i think they just couldn't get they just couldn't keep up with it and i think yeah. gen z now has more information too quickly so they could do maybe something about it is that what yeah. you're saying well i <laughs> it caught us by surprise but for them it it's not for by them, surprise. it's their reality but there's something else that is catching them by surprise right now and the question is like what is it yeah that's 10 years from they, now they, they say, could be too what? busy trying to figure out what to do about the next thing which yeah. maybe that's going to be like how ai is going to change yeah how we do everything which is terrifying too yeah kind of happening really slowly <laughs> yeah. but so fast because the rate of change is accelerating oh, at yes. an insane rate and so oh my it's yeah i feel like i mean ai is another big change that's going to change a lot of things and it's also it's being adopted even faster i think than like social media was yes so like oh my word like i feel like we need to stop and consider what <laughs> what how it's going to affect society maybe before we add it into everything but yeah No, but it, it feels like the speed, the speed of uh, the rate of change is just happening way, way too fast. Like Definitely. way too fast. And well, what yeah, that means it's like is, people are so excited about adopting a new thing, and they just don't stop to think about like what is the end result of this. Yes. If it, if I mass adopt this and give it to the entire world and everyone adopts it, what is that going to do? Yes. We need to actually stop and think about that before. We're too preoccupied about whether we could, with whether we could. Yes, exactly. Not enough about whether we should. Right. It's just, it, it's all like, oh my gosh, this is a new thing. Let's give it to everyone. Let's do it. Let's yes. put it at the top, on the top page of Google. It's a great time to be alive, but it's also a scary time <gasps> to be alive because it always feels like we're at the brink of the something the terrible something absolutely catastrophic happening yes and so i mean that's exciting to me it's not scary i will say i used to be um the type of person that was what's the word like a survivalist or like somebody that thinks the world's gonna end all the time i used to yeah. be like kind of doom and gloom about the world and now i don't think the world is gonna end but i do think it is going to keep changing and we might do something really bad to ourselves. I mean, we already suffered a global pandemic yeah, due to people playing around with viruses in a lab. So um, who knows what might happen next, but it does, it does keep it interesting. That it is does true. keep it very interesting. <laughs> now, I'm just curious. I know, I know the human race is very resilient. And so it's true. It's I'm pretty always... unlikely that we could like, totally exterminate ourselves like and if we do then what right if we do then nothing matters <laughs> right <laughs> you know well that could be a topic for another day no if ever <laughs> no if everybody's dead then okay cool nobody's left to be worried about nobody's it. nobody's left to cry you know? about the people yeah. that died you know if it's like oh cool well that that's the end of our movie i guess <laughs> all yeah. the credits i mean that, that's all. i just it's hope over. it's not anytime soon <laughs> i'm 
I would like to see the human race continue to develop, but I would like to see it develop too. But I also feel like if something major happens, I think what it would set us back it would set us back maybe just thousands of years. And well, have you heard some people believe that there were an- like ancient civilizations that were as advanced as ours is today, but they killed themselves off? I've heard theories like that. It's like, but I don't think, yeah, I, when with those theories, I'm always like, I don't think it's necessarily they were as advanced as us. I mean, maybe they were, but in a completely different like way. Not necessarily yeah. like they had AI. It's more right. like they had something else that was just as crazy. You know, like it was like in a completely different way that they were advanced and that okay. the rapid the the rate of change was also growing at such a fast rate. And I think the sign of a society coming kinda if we agree with that theory, I think the signs of a society kind of approaching it is the rate of change getting so fast and it's like yeah oh okay cool 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 and then maybe the next generation is gonna have its own little thing like if that was true but i feel like maybe there were if if there were if we play with that theory and we agree that there were i think they were advanced but not in the same way that we are advanced yeah i mean i i know that there have been like ancient cities on earth that had like indoor plumbing like way before they had it in Europe and other places. So. Yeah. I mean, as far as, like, the, the little, like, conveniences and infrastructures, like those are more, are older than we have been led to believe. Yeah. 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 There's definitely been some societies that were, like, pretty advanced in that regard. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if there's any other civilizations that we could study to see, like, did they innovate themselves into the ground? In a similar way, it would be nice if we had some warning signs to look out for. Like, these certain things led to the entire downfall of this civilization, you know? Yeah. Like, when everybody's having too much of a great time, you know, that's <laughs> kind of the sign. Well, I it's not too much of a great time because, like, it feels like right now we're in a mode of, like, working and innovating ourselves to death almost i feel like people actually need to take a breather and just enjoy their life for a little bit you know yeah but i feel like people are getting that though because everybody is like so worried about what will ai do what will ai do it's gonna take everybody's job mm-hmm. and uh and some people's theories that well once ai takes everybody's job we'll just be left to doing things like we're doing right now just making a podcast you know shooting mm-hmm. just making like just thinking actually while wow. lots of computers have replaced lots of people's jobs already yeah so. and that's that's always been that's always been life yeah and uh but it's almost like it's like the saying that says uh, strong men create good times right good times create weak men yeah how does it go weak men create uh bad times or whatever and yeah, then bad yeah, times yeah. create strong men again right yeah, and i yeah, feel like yeah, we yeah. are the weak men now because we're just like oh let's just chill let's relax let's complain about everything let's make podcasts and just dance you think maybe gen z are being birthed in the hard times and so no not hard times it's the best time to be alive these are this is like really really good times the pandemic's not a hard time the pandemic was a little like like a blip in the radar. Blip in the, in the radar, like of things, it was. 
I mean, right now we are still seeing the the consequences of it. Yeah. And we probably will, and it probably made its mark or whatever. Oh, that's but I don't actually, think that's a hard time I, per se. I probably should have mentioned the pandemic because the pandemic literally killed off third and second place <laughs> yeah for like a full year or more mm-hmm. which does a lot of bad things to a person psychologically so i mean yeah. we're still recovering from that it did a one. lot of bad things to people who are already in a dark place oh yeah but it also helps a lot of people who were were in dark in a dark place too like i mean people that didn't like to go to their office or whatever yeah those people um it, it's like well, some people, it did a lot of great things, like just everybody slowing down, the whole world shutting down. It did a lot of great things for a lot of people. Slowing down, I think, was a good, we needed and that. And it also did a lot of bad things to a lot of people. Yeah. It's kind of like how life works. Yeah, it it's is. Always. It was a mixed bag. So, yeah, some people sure. switched their careers, became very successful entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, other people became artists. They got the chance to discover some new hobbies or whatever other mm-hmm. people got into really deep depression and so yeah it's like other people felt really suicidal so it's it's a mixed bag i wouldn't and that for me is like the sign that oh it's not it's still a good time still a good time i still think pretty solid time <laughs> the pandemic pandemic yeah i mean if i'm speaking even just from my perspective I, from my own perspective it was really great yeah, I also enjoyed and, uh, it. And also from, I mean, from the people around me, it was great. Even if we couldn't get together with our families and whatnot, we would face we face that more than it actually we, we face that more than we would have made than we yeah. would have met in person. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. and so if you look at it from that way, it's like we got to connect more than we would have. Because mm-hmm. I remember your family would do like monthly calls or whatever or was it mm-hmm. like weekly calls i don't know I it was remember. monthly i think and or maybe it was weekly for a while there yeah but um, but you guys never met monthly or weekly no. before that so you're right that it definitely it helped people it kind of forced people to learn better how to maintain their relationships with people that lived far away yeah um and you know even that lived close around them because digital was the only option that they had at that point. yeah so yeah that that was definitely good i the biggest thing the biggest positive that i appreciate from the pandemic is that it forced people to learn how to do work from home better like companies how to make letting their employees work from home actually work and function well yeah and a lot of people's jobs stayed completely remote because but other people they didn't need to come into the office other people went back because they wanted to because bosses are just mean they're it's like, true. I don't want you to work from home. Yeah. They have to control how much time you, how you spend well, your yeah, time. Well, yeah, the bosses that want to just control people, yeah, those people brought their employees back. But yeah. a lot of people's jobs stayed fully remote, which it was really good for them and yeah. gave them, like, a lot of freedom. So yeah, I, I appreciate that part of it. I think I'll end on this question, Daniel. So... I feel I feel like we right now in our lives kind of don't really have a third place except for church, right? You, yeah, but you can only have one third place. Otherwise, it would become a fourth place. I, supp- I mean, <laughs> to me, third place is a category. It's not a single place. Oh, okay. Let's say I have two jobs. 
those two jobs are both my second place, (laughs) you know? So, So, yeah, we have, like, maybe a couple different third places that we go to. We go to church. We go to, like, a couple different local coffee shops, I guess. And there's maybe one park that we might go to sometimes. Yeah. Um, If you could invent a third place to put in the town that we're in right now, or add something from your past that you used to enjoy. Like, what what would you put? Um, probably like a lifetime gym, of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Christina and I, when we were dating, we used to go. We used to spend a lot of time at the gym. Mm-hmm. That uh, was like our number one third. Yeah, place. I got the. I got a membership through my job, and Christine, Christine's family's life, uh, family's insurance actually. Just, not not our insurance. It, no, they pay for f- it. My my family your is family just paid for it. big into fitness and stuff, and so we yeah we had like a family membership to Lifetime. Oh okay, that that's great. And it wasn't it wasn't as expensive as it is now back then. No, what was it? And so yeah, <laughs> we joined like fifteen years ago or something crazy. Like yeah, that. and we started going, and um, well, I went. We were already going there, and I think I don't know if we ran into each other at the gym once. Yeah. Or if we, we just had, discovered at some point yeah. that we went to the same gym and we were like, well, we should go together. Yeah. So it became one of our like biggest hangout places. Yeah. It was our third place. It definitely was. During our dating years. Right. Which is a really important thing to have when you're dating because it's just, you got to have like a neutral ground to yeah. hang out. Otherwise you're just at each other's places, which... Uh, you're not always ready for that at the very beginning of a relationship, you know? Yeah. I think the third place is always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, the, I would I would also, I would agree. I would, I would like to put a really nice gym here. I, I really miss having a nice gym with, like, a pool and a sauna and all that stuff. Yeah. This um, was not sponsored by Lifetime. Uh, but they can sponsor us if they want to. Send us some free membership Lifetime. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's pretty much it for this episode, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll catch you in the next one, I guess. Yep, see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Amateur Philosopher Podcast. You can find Daniel on Instagram at Daniel Z. Baraka and Christine on Instagram and YouTube at Christine.Baraka. Our intro music is by Sweet Milo, who you can find on Spotify and at SweetMilo.com. Thanks for listening.